I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elia Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. novel. This show contains adult material, references to drugs and swearing. You have been warned. Listen, okay, look, I've been shamed on this before because people think I do have sex with people sometimes too quickly, sure. Maybe there's some truth in that. Three months? I do not have three months in my life to spend not fucking someone that I'm spending time with. Are you bored of modern dating? Meeting the same people from the same apps in the same bar you've only chosen because it's close to your house and you can make your usual quick getaway. It's time to change the narrative on how we find love. It's time to start looking for love in all the wrong places. I'm going on a wild dating adventure, only picking people who are the total opposite of my type. And after 28 of these dates in two months, Will I find that special someone? Or will this experiment prove that I should just give up on dating altogether? It's time to find out. I'm Grace Campbell, and this is 28 Dates Later. Dan? Yeah? (laughs) (laughs) Do you ever... um, You and I have the same problem, right? Mm. Which is because we're performers, we worry that first impressions, first dates, we have to be performing mm. and I find that quite draining do you ever worry about like the conversation running dry on a date yeah like uh, like one of my biggest well maybe not even on a date what, like a fear of mine or like something that I don't understand is 
what do couples talk about after like four years, five years, like even longer? Like, what do you talk about? Yeah, but it's, I guess, like, what do you talk to your friends about after five years? Like, But a lot of the time you talk about dates and stuff. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Well, maybe that's why lots of these couples opening Opening up their relationships. Because then they have interesting stuff to talk about. Well, yeah, I guess. And I think that... But I think that is the future. I think, like, monogamy is not the perfect thing for everybody. So uh, on this day, mm-hmm. I did something that I would never do in the real world. Because well, you listen as, to them. As I... <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't actually. Um, don't be so rude, Dan. <laughs> I did something which I would never do because as I've already said, I hate fucking questions like this and mm. I hate being asked with questions like this and I'd rather sit in silence. What did you do? So I'd been sent this thing online and it's like 36 questions that you should ask Mm. someone if you want to fall in love with them, right? And it's been like New York Times, Cosmopolitan, whatever. And it's like questions to like, I guess, get to know someone, but to see if you like have compatibility with them. I just don't understand the science behind questions like this. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think the science behind falling in love is going on enough dates. So I mean, like, if yeah. I spend enough time with somebody, I think you just kind of fall in love Well, I think the science of really falling in love with someone is chemical, to be honest. I think it's like Yeah, like you smell. do care. <laughs> you bump a bit of care in the toilet. Yeah, I, I see it. It's like... Oh, it's smell, though. Smell. smell. Smell is like... I remember my uncle said this to me when I was younger, and he was like, the smell of someone is like 40% of like what you actually fall in love with. Well, there was someone I was once in love with, and once I realised I wasn't in love with them anymore, was when I smelt his cologne in an airport and didn't like the smell. And then I was like, wow, I think I'm over him. No, but that's the smell of someone's cologne. I think your uncle no, was talking because, about their natural no, smell. No, because it's... it's No, not at all. It's the smell that you associate with them. So like... I guess that And works. also, a man's cologne... Or or any perfume, whatever, changes on someone's skin. So, like, how uh-huh. someone's scent smells, like, if you wore this cologne, it would smell different on you to how it smelled on my ex-boyfriend, etc., etc. That's why people try lots of different perfumes. You should check it out. Um, <laughs> so, I just wear Lynx Africa every day. And my boys out there. And my Lynx Africa boys out there. So, we tried this. Mm. So, this guy, his name was Michael. I picked this guy because he just seemed like a really nice, handsome guy from his profile. But the bigger experiment in this day was that we did something I'd never normally do. And it did give me the ick. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. How are yeah. you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I didn't really know what to expect, to be honest. Um, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I had a little um, look yesterday night. Um, at what? Some of, this, like, some of the stuff you do. So tell me, what did you think about me? Um, you can be honest. Any feedback? Like, um, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Well, at first I was like... Oh, so all the stuff with your dad, I was like... Um, there's no way you could do that if you're black. There's just no, like, <laughs> like that is just not, it's not possible. Yeah. With African parents, it's just Me not. being like, talking about my vagina. Yeah. 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 If not now, when? What, talk about your vagina? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, exactly. It's like that thing where people, like, you know, when like, older people are there, like, have as much sex as you can now, like, love your body now, because it will change. And <laughs> Don't say that. It will change. I'm going to have a C-section anyway. No, but also just gravity. Like, gravity will affect us all. If not now, when? This is my new catchphrase. I can't <laughs> stop saying it. Um, anyway, but it was, like, really good chat from the start. Like, we had he good chat. He sounds nice. Yeah, we had good chat, and it was, like, fun. There was just a lot of banter. He did say that he'd thought, from judging me, that I would have definitely not been popular at school. 
Wow. And I found that really, really offensive. I mean, that is offensive. It is offensive considering how... That he can sum it up so perfectly. <laughs> no, because we've already covered this. Like, I was so popular at school. I had a wart on my nose and nobody even said anything bad. Yeah, yeah, you were like the most popular posh girl. Your horse is the biggest. I get it, I get it, I get it. <laughs> if not now, when? Okay, so we, we'd been talking for a bit and then I was like, okay, even though this day is actually flowing and maybe I should have used these questions in a, in a one where... The conversation was a bit more stifled. Yeah, any of the other dates. Yeah, one of the more constipated dates that I've been on. But <laughs> one I, of the more trap gas dates. Yeah, I've been given a task, which is to use um, this questionnaire. So I started asking him questions. So wait, I have a list of questions. Oh yeah, I want to ask you. Here we go. Um, okay, if you could wake up tomorrow, having gained any quality. Or ability, what would it be? 100% photographic memory. 100%. I'd love to be able to speak every language in the world. That would be cool. I'd love that. That would be very, very cool. I just think you then get such power because then you cannot hear when people are talking about you. Do you hear all those stories like, oh, I was in this foreign country and some guy was talking in another language and they were basically like, I'm a dickhead and then I spoke back to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done that because I can speak French. I've been in France so many times where people talking about me like I was once on the metro and these girls were talking about my hair and they were like making all these jokes about how like I've probably like lost loads of hairbrushes like in my hair <laughs> roasted <laughs> and I was like good one also fuck you I can hear what you're saying and then they they actually didn't even care they were like okay I mean that is honestly one of the funniest things I've ever heard in my I actually life. didn't even tell that story properly what they actually said was I wonder how many hairbrushes are in her hair right now, <laughs> like that she's been trying to brush her hair and they have gotten lost in her hair. <laughs> and they were discussing how many hairbrushes could be in my hair in this moment. That is genius. <laughs> that is genius. That is such shade. I live. If you could wake up with any ability, Dan, what would it be? Can I guess? Yeah, guess. Okay. Uh, time travel. Wait, so, okay, the question being, like, is it, like, Marvel ability? Okay, like, is okay, it superpowers no, 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 we'll or is it just human? It. We'll refine it. No, no, we'll refine it, okay. Time travel. <laughs> Sorry, you, just... you, you know me so well, and you think the one thing that I would want if I could wake up tomorrow is time travel. <laughs> or what, because I want to be gay in the past. I want to be this gay in the past. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. 
Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for deliverance. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. ...tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. ...that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately eleven million dollars. Nearly ten million dollars was all gone. Employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, season five, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I was kind of pissed off when he said that he thought I was definitely not cool in school because, as you can imagine, that's a bit of a misunderstanding mm. um, of me. So then I grilled him on that a bit. But I love that he was open enough just to say it. No, I, I love him. To look him. you dead in the eyes and be like, hey, nerd. <laughs> I was just like looking in the mirror for ages trying to figure out 
what it was that made you think I wasn't cool at school. <laughs> Get this chip off your shoulder. No, because I don't. Because I don't think it's my hair. Because I think my hair makes me look really cool. Right. Okay. okay. <laughs> so you were a nerd. I was a big nerd. Even and to like, I, there was a day actually, and I think about this moment so much, and I hate myself for it. It was like my first year of uni, um, and we all went to the pub, and three of my friends, and it was like this guy and his girlfriend, and we're just talking, having a few pints. All three of us whip out our DSs and we play Pokemon and it is the most, I think about it and I cringe. Including the girlfriend? Not the girlfriend, the well, girlfriend's just there just there. like looking at us like, oh my what God. am I doing with these massive Oh DSs? my God. Like, hey, no more nerdy stuff. That's a match. <laughs> burn, burn First everything. First day of uni, yeah. what are you going to do? <laughs> Forget All girls. the fucking Nintendo <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, when did you lose your virginity? <laughs> Quite late. <laughs> that night, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? I am so fucking cool that when he said DS, I was like, dick size? <laughs> it took me so long to realise what DS was. I love the level of paranoia in this date as well. When it was like asked what you would want, you were like, I can learn all the languages in the world, not to build communities or like relationships, but to find out if people are talking about you behind your back. And then you've been there like, I just spent ages looking in the mirror trying to figure out like what it was about me that made you think I was a nerd at school. Like, I just love the level of paranoia. But also he's been It's because so I was sober. <laughs> That's the downfall Baby, of being sober this on a day. The brain yeah, is loud. you're overthinking. The thoughts are loud. Yeah. <laughs> He's also being so open. That's so cute. He's a sweet. He was really sweet. Yeah. We actually had a really. It was really sweet. Yeah. He was telling me that like every year for his birthday, he has this tradition where he gets all his friends together and he's tasked them with writing like a stand-up set or mm. like a song or like a game idea or like whatever. And every year, like on his birthday, like every. And I thought that was really That's cute, really right? Cute. But then he said he had this girlfriend once who like didn't really get it, and then he broke up with her. I was like, you're so cute. You like really have your own individual like personality and I liked that. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, but he was like a cool hot nerd. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. My piano player, Robin, they do that for their birthday as well. Like, um, oh, really? Each birthday, they like get their friends to do, like a little performance. Yeah, I think that's such a nice thing to do. I mean, my friends would never do it. But... Yeah, but they've got no talent. Anna, it's... did you hear that? Anna, <laughs> Anna, where are you, babe? Anna, Anna, come out the cupboard. Come out the cupboard now. Anna. You need to come and fucking batter Dan. Did you hear what he just said about us? She can try. <laughs> okay, would you ever like to be famous? Um, the reason and I'm here for? is because I want to be famous. You want to be famous? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't know if this is going to make you famous, yeah. alright. So I, I, would, I would like to be famous, but... <laughs> for like what? A low-class famous, like David Mitchell level famous. Okay, Not that's like, like quite iconic famous. But it's like UK famous. Right, okay. So I can go and chill that's in like true. Spain and no one's going to know me. But I feel like a lot of people look at David Mitchell and they're like... I know you from somewhere, yeah. but they don't know who he is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I have, it must be, like, do you get it? Like, do you get people who sort of recognise you? No, I only ever get people who, like, truly love me, apart from that, no one. No, because I have a very small fan base of women who are just obsessed with me. Um, <laughs> right, and, no, they are. No, but it's true. Right. I'm not even lying. Well, how, how? They would definitely, if I did an Instagram story, like, guys, I, I need a lung. <laughs> someone would be like, here's my lung. I <laughs> <laughs> don't know if it happens. <laughs> it's just, like, really Radio silence. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my god. Do you think if you did an Instagram story saying, guys, I need a life, they'd give you a life? <laughs> Imagine saying that on a day. 
I love that he's calling you the fuck out. Yeah, I'm saying calm down. But the thing is, can I just say to people listening who might think that makes me sound like really insufferable, I do that shit on dates to be like, how much can this person take of me? Because Mm. when they can't handle it, I'm like, okay, you're so not my kind of person. Whereas he was really taking it and was, do you know what I mean? Like he was on my level. Yeah. Also, can I just say that like I performed before at Grace's shows. Her fan base, I always say, is like the Wendy Williams fan base. Like it's, it's a cult. Like, it's, yeah, it's cool. It's intense. Mm. They, they, the love in the room is so brilliant always. No, that's what my cousin says. My cousin comes and she's like, obviously we're exactly the same age. She's known my whole life. Obviously we're cousins. And she's there like, no, it's mad watching these people love you more than like anyone in our family ever has. <laughs> <laughs> no, my sister always says that when she sees me perform, she's like, I like just watching other people laugh at you. <laughs> yeah. like, that's funny because every time we hang out as a family, you Silence. never laugh at me. <laughs> But I just disagree. I think David Mitchell's bare famous. Yeah, he's real well, famous. Well, David Mitchell is from, I mean, he's a comedic actor. He's also like the host of like Would I Lie to You? But he, so funny, so he's smart. He's in Peep Show. He's one of the main guys in Peep Show and he's a great British comedian. But I get what he means in the sense of like, you know, it's a bit like I'll only ever be like really famous in like clubs in Clapham and coffee shops in North London. Leave those places, nobody knows who the fuck I am. Yeah, Not like comparing it, myself to David Mitchell, but it is an interesting question though because I was out at the weekend and I was at like this um, like gay disco night, absolutely fucked, like post-verbal, like real fucked. I had so many people come up to me and be like, oh my God, wait, are you Seance? And I was like, not now. Like, it's not now when, though. Ah! When I'm not fucked. <laughs> no, but honestly, that it was Yeah, but that's what I mean. So there are like Don't places, see every it's like, of my life. Glastonbury was like hell for me, but I didn't realise it was going to be, because it's where there's a concentrated level. So David Mitchell is that kind of like famous, I guess. Yeah. Um, And then he told me this story about his friend from work. She was saying she's been seeing this guy for like two months, but they've not even slept together. Oh, really? It's been like two months as well. How can you date someone for two months and have sex with them? That is fucking insane. Yeah, I know. I would say if that situation ever happens to you, don't go to a comedy show and don't sit in the front row. Because it's not fun. (laughs) What do you mean? (laughs) I was seeing someone and we'd been together like three months or something. Never did anything. And we went to this comedy show and the guy like begged us. As we entered, he's like, please go in the front. Like, it's just, we want to make it look more full. I said, if you're not going to pick on me, right. like, I'm down. Get to the front, straight away pick, picks on us. And the guy asked like, oh, have you guys like slept together? I was like, oh, no, we've not. And he's like, oh, that's cool. How long have we been together? Three, three months. And from there, every single person that went through just roasted. Yeah, just to roasted. be fair, I would as well. Would you? Yeah. I don't like comedians. I don't like you. I don't like any of you. Sorry. You're all mean. <laughs> I have to say, right, he's telling this story and I'm thinking maybe that's because you, like, didn't want to have sex with him. Have I just offended you by being like, I would never do that? So then I was being a bit more, like, nice after he told that story of, like, we were on the topic of, like, you know, waiting to have sex with people. Mm. And then I was like, oh, but how comes you hadn't? He was like, oh, because she basically told me like on our second date that she didn't believe in sex before marriage. Wow. And I was like, okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Because I, I personally would not then carry on dating. At them. least he's like respecting the boundaries of it, you know? And like obviously yeah. he was into the person enough to like still be with them. It was interesting. Listen, okay, look, I've been shamed on this before because people think I do have sex with people sometimes too quickly. Sure. Maybe there's some truth in that. 
Three months? I do not have three months in my life to spend not fucking someone that I'm spending time with. Honestly, and also like... I always question, like, is love real? Like, imagine, like, falling in love with somebody and you haven't fucked them for three months and then when you do, the dick is dead. That's what I mean. Sorry, love is not real. Yeah. If the dick is dead, then I'm I'm actually sorry, I I don't love you anymore. But that's what I'm saying, because for me, most of falling in love is about smell and sex. And it's it's about, like, the intimacy. Yeah. Yeah. So I just can't really imagine over three months me being stimulated enough by you if we're not having sex because I'm not really looking forward to seeing you because I'm not thinking about fucking you, I'm not thinking about getting with you. Um, But then what kind of relationship? It must be such a different type of relationship. That it's must a be friendship. quite nice. Yeah, I guess you're right. You know, I guess that's actually true. But I also think, like, for the people that would save themselves until marriage, that first night when you're married, being, like, in your 30s and having virgin sex, like, having the kind of sex that you had when we were, like, 16. No, they probably don't get to the peak of sex till they're, like, in their 50s. We, oh, like, in terms of the like, experience Like, because sex just gets better and better and better from the first time you have it. But it takes a long time. I didn't start having good sex till I was, like, 25. I'm still waiting. <laughs> okay, so Michael sounds great. He was great. Like, I'm into him for you. Yep, I would see him again. Do you think, actually, like, asking those magazine questions was actually useful in work? Uh, no, I would say doing that, that part of the date felt extremely ick to me. And made me feel like I was slightly outside of my body. But the rest of the day, it was really fun. Well, it becomes an interview. It becomes like, it becomes not organic and real. It felt really forced. Wait, can you remember any of the questions? Um, no. Sorry, is that Guinness Book of Records? <laughs> what was that? Longest silence on a podcast? Oh my God, Grace, we won. Oh my God. <laughs> you can't remember any. Like, what? Well, surely it's like... Um, I got, Sorry, I Dan, I've been on 28 dates. Like, so many of these conversations are blurring into you one. Ask- I am screaming. Um, okay, I would really you rather am. be able to speak every language or be able to talk to animals? Oh, I'd obviously rather be able to talk to animals. But like, what if they don't say much? Do you know how much I would love to be able to have conversations with Eddie? Like, because we're, we're chatting all day. Like, I'm talking to her all day. Like, we're talking about everything. I'm telling her what I'm doing. And I would love to know what she thinks. The thing that I would love for my cat to do is laugh at me. I'd love to be able to make my cat laugh. I bet he would never laugh. Just on purpose. Mm. And that's why I respect him. (laughs) Next time on 28 Dates Later. Look, I'm going so red and I'm like sweating because I can just feel how awkward you two are. No, isn't that that awkward silence where he drinks his water? Grace, did you bully him on the day? I I think I did, honestly. That's not like you, Grace. Twenty Eight Dates Later is produced by Novel for iHeartRadio. For more from Novel, visit novel.audio. The series is presented by me, Grace Campbell, with help from Ros Purcell and Dan Y. The producer is Diggory Waite. The executive producer is Claire Broughton. Our editors are Mythily Rao and Max O'Brien. Production management from Cherie Houston and Charlotte Wall. Willard Foxton is our creative director of development. Novel. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place 
for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s She looked like a million bucks Scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes Nearly 10 million dollars was all gone It's just unbelievable Hide your money in your old rich man Because <laughs> she is on the prowl Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer On the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts